You're tuned into episode 11 of the Minor Touches and Major Gifts podcast for nonprofits where we talk about, I see what you're thinking, what your gift array is saying to your donors. Welcome to the Minor Touches and Major Gifts podcast, where small nonprofit leaders get the strategies and encouragement they need to see their mission fully funded. We refuse to leave the world as it is. Nope, we're dreaming of it as it could be. We're kicking history in its sides. We're having a good time while we're doing it. We believe that saying thank you with excellence gets us all the money we need for our mission. For the next few minutes, we hoist our sails in a voyage away from mediocrity and just as fast as the wind will move us, we're racing toward excellence and funding our mission. I'm your host, David Oakes. Welcome to the show. Okay, welcome to episode 11. Today, we're talking about I See What You're Thinking. What your gift array is saying to your donors. Great show today. But before we get started, let me first talk to you about Fundraising Freedom Academy. Leave the stress of fundraising behind. Fundraising Freedom Academy is an online monthly training program for missionaries. It gives you all the resources and training you need to build out your organization's fundraising campaign. Fundraising Freedom eliminates unnecessary missionary stress, frees up missionary time, gives missionaries everything they need to build a sustainable signature fundraising campaign. Throughout the program, you'll learn how to build relationships with volunteers and donors, creating dependable, reliable support for your cause year after year. Fundraising Freedom gives you anytime access to online video training where you get actionable, valuable strategies, including how to communicate with your donor base, how to recruit a fundraising committee, how to make the ask for recurring and special gifts, live mastermind coaching calls where every two weeks you have direct access to Fundraising Freedom Master Coach Mary Valoni and the coaching team, myself, and your peers all through live calls. The calls are recorded if you can't make it. You can watch the replay. You get your specific questions answered and get the clarity you need. You get access to the online community. You can always get instant answers from the Academy community. And Don't do this by yourself. Interact, engage, tap into the wisdom of the students who are all doing the same thing as you. They're growing their mission and fundraising right while you build yours. So get started today. Click on the the link in the show notes. Don't miss the most lucrative time of the year for missionary fundraising and for nonprofits. Don't miss out on the money that's yours. Join Fundraising Freedom Academy today. Okay. All right. Today's show. I see what you're thinking. What your gift array is saying to your donors. What your gift array is really might be saying to your donors. So before we start talking about gift arrays, let me talk to give you a story from the book, What Everybody is Saying by Joe Navarro. In the foreword to the book, Marvin Carlin tells a story of how world famous FBI special agent Joe Navarro unmasked the ice pick killer. Okay, I'm going to read it to you right from the book. It's such a great story. The man sat stoically at one end of the table, 
carefully crafting his reply to the FBI agent's inquiries. He wasn't considered a major suspect in the murder case. His alibi was believable, and he sounded sincere, but the agent pressed on nevertheless. With the suspect's consent, he was asked a series of questions about the murder weapon. And he asked, If you had committed this crime, would you have used a gun? If you had committed this crime, would you have used a knife? If you had committed this crime, would you have used an ice pick? If you had committed this crime, would you have used a hammer? Now, one of the weapons, the ice pick, had actually been used in the commission of the crime, but that information had been kept from the public. Thus, only the killer would know which object was the real murder weapon. As the FBI agent went down the list of weapons, he observed the suspect carefully. When the ice pick was mentioned, the man's eyelids came down hard and stayed down until the next weapon was named. The agent instantly understood the significance of the eyelid behavior he had witnessed. And from that moment forward, the minor suspect became the primary person of interest in the investigation. And then the story goes on to say he later (laughs) confessed to the crime. Now, like the Ice Pick Killer's subtle eyelid cues, your gift array or the gift array you use in your fundraising collateral speaks in some subconscious ways that affects the money you receive. It affects your donor's giving. The gift array, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's sometimes called the ask array or the ask ladder, L-A-D-D-E-R, or suggested gift amounts. It's one thing that's almost entirely unique to the nonprofit world. It's not used anywhere else. Now, when you don't give donors anchor amounts to give, if you don't use a uh, giving array, if you don't suggest an amount to give, they're apt to put your appeal aside for some time when they have more time to think about it. No one wants to give less than what's considered helpful or normal. No one wants to, they don't want to give less than, and they don't want to be a big dog and give more than other people like themselves are giving anyway. So successful fundraisers understand the power of a suggested giving amount for increasing the money that they receive. So and on today's show, I want to talk about, just give you some insights about your suggested giving amounts that you use on your website giving page, in your end of the year appeals, in your spring appeals, just some insights about your nonprofit uh, suggested giving amounts and giving arrays and how that they may be speaking to your donors in ways that you don't realize it. Okay, so I'm going to give you five points, five points today. All right, so are we ready? Point number one, your gift array speaks to donors in subtle and even subconscious way. You just need to understand. Leave this program today understanding the gift array, the suggested giving amounts that we use in our printed appeals, in our electronic appeals, on our web page. They speak to people in subconscious ways that we need to be aware of. So it doesn't matter where it's at. Your gift array is a conversation 
and it has subtle cues that donors read into. Your gift array is speaking to donors in ways that you might not think. It's sort of like telling someone with a sour, ugly, mean face, I love you. Yeah, sure. That's going to go a long ways because your body language doesn't agree with what you're saying. So you want to make sure that your gift array, your suggested giving amounts, are saying the same thing that you hope and believe they are. So this is point number one. Just understand, my gift, my suggested giving amount speaks to people in subtle and even subconscious ways. Okay, my second point, good use of the gift array can result in significantly more donations for your cause. Studies show that good use of the suggested giving amounts can increase giving significantly. An open field of giving options, it's been proven, it tends to decrease your giving. So being clear and bold in your fundraising attracts resources to your mission. I've talked about that in prior shows and in uh, in my writing on my website. Being bold and clear attracts resources to your mission. Consider this. Your child comes and says, Dad, I need $300 to buy school books. Each one costs $75 and I need four. Now that's bold and it's clear. And it works better than if your child comes and says, Dad, please consider a gift to help me with my school books. (laughs) Now, I'll be honest with you. So much of the fundraising that I see uses the second scenario. Dear donor, here's what we're doing. Would you please consider a gift to help us? Wow, that works so much less than you being clear and bold in your fundraising that says, here's what we need, here's how much it costs, here's how many we need, how many will you help us with, dear donor? Okay, this is point number two. Now, it goes without saying, but I feel like I need to say it, bad use of the gift array can hurt you. The same studies that show the positive power of a gift array also show us the negative power of suggested giving amounts. Making donors guess what you need or expect from them, it doesn't help your income. And differing versions of please give whatever you can or, quote, please consider increasing your gift, unquote, they don't work. Trust me there. They just don't work. So use a gift array, but understand its power that it can help you and it can also hurt you. So you want to be, you want to be a little educated about it. Okay. My fourth point, high to low gift arrays have a negative effect on giving. This has been proven over and over and over. Nonprofits think if I'll put the big number first, I'm going to, would you give a thousand dollars as a first option? Or would you give $500 as the second option? Or would you give $100 or other on the right? (laughs) Um, That has a negative effect on giving. Nonprofits do that thinking that suggested higher giving amounts will bring in more money, but they hurt themselves 
by listing the larger amounts first. This high to low suggested giving amounts, it subtly speaks to the donor. And here's what they hear. That lower amounts are not acceptable. What the donor hears is, yes, I'll take your gift, but we're not happy about it. It takes away the good feeling that a donor who would have given a smaller gift, it takes away their good feeling. And so often, so often, the donor just doesn't give. They just walk away from it. And, you know, something like 60% of the donors, potential donors, who land on your web, your giving page on your website, do not follow through on their gift. Oh, my God, that's impressive. That is unconscionable. You can do something about this. Okay, so my last point. The smallest suggested amount can cause donors who were going to give not to give. (laughs) If your first suggested giving amount is higher than the donor planned to give, the donor won't feel good about their giving and likely They just won't give. And let me give you an example. Just this week, I received an appeal from a nonprofit. I am an admirer of their work. And when I received the appeal, I got excited. I instantly knew that I wanted to give something. But can I tell you the truth? When I saw the gift array, I instantly lost my motivation to give. The first gift array suggested $250, $250, then $1,000, and lastly $2,500. Now, here's the deal. I wanted to give. I knew that I would give when I saw the appeal. To be honest with you, the gift I was going to give was less than $250. I didn't feel to give $250 at that moment. So when the first suggested giving was $250, my gift that I wanted to give, I'll be honest with you, I was going to send them $100. Since my $100 was less than the first suggestion, what it made me feel like was they didn't want my $100. Wow. So suddenly... I feel like my $100 gift is insignificant. I'm being honest, bearing my soul. I decided not to give. True story. True story just this week. Now, the answer. Make sure your suggested giving amounts don't exclude the average donor to your cause. The average gift to every nonprofit is different. You, If the average gift to your nonprofit is $1,000, Start the giving array at $1,000. Easy, fine. Let the second number be $1,500 and the second number be $2,000. Wow, that, that addresses the majority of your donors. Let me tell you something. If the average gift to your nonprofit, and it's different for every organization. It's different for every missionary. If the average gift to your organization is $50, and your first suggested giving amount is 250 then everyone who wanted to give $50, either they won't, or I can tell you, they'll give it and they won't feel good about it. Everyone who was going to give $75, 
will not give it, or if they do choose to give it, you've taken away their joy. Now, let's just say the average gift to your organization is $100, and you your gift array and your appeal starts with 100, goes to 150, 250, and then we always leave a space for the other. But let's just say the average gift is 100. Then when I get the appeal, my average gift is $100. If I, I'm going to feel good about sending in $100. But if I really, really want to feel great about myself, I'm going to send in more than $100. Wow, you just made me feel good about my gift. Okay, so if your first suggested giving number is $1,000, just be, just understand you are turning away donors who give smaller gifts. So, all right. So the bottom line today's show, people read into your gift array. Make sure that your gift array is saying what you want it to say. All right. So. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget, hit the subscribe button. And if you really want to help me, give me a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Press the link in the show notes for Fundraising Freedom Academy. Stop doing your fundraising. If you're a missionary, stop doing it alone. So I'm going to send you off with a positive affirmation. Are you ready? Until next time, this is David Oakes saying to always remember... We are proud nonprofit leaders on a mission to create a changed world. It's all coming together. It's all breaking our way because the world is a better place when we're at our best. Excellence is our passionate pursuit. We're not begging. We're not pleading. We're inviting humanity to partner with providence to see injustice become justice, to see wrongs become righted, and to leave the world we found in a better place. So until next time, this is David Oakes saying so long.